Shalom and welcome to another in our series of podcasts from Temple Beth Am, a dynamic center for conservative Judaism in Los Angeles. This is a recording of a Shabbat teaching with TBA rabbinic intern Joshua Jacobs. Before launching into the text study, I just wanted to acknowledge that I'm I'm I I was debating whether or not to talk about the the recent tragedy at Mount Moron because I know it's still very raw and just not something that we want to think about or talk about if we don't have to. But in reading Parshat Behar Bahukotai, with that lens, having just experienced it, um, I, I, I thought maybe it was still worthwhile talking about because sometimes when something is so raw, it's actually important to create the space to process and discuss together. So with everybody's permission, I, I know it's, it's a, just such a tragic, such a tragedy. And, um, but I, I hope it's okay that we not only dedicate this learning to the victims and to their families, but that we also invite each other to, to process together. Um, I just want to say for, from, from my perspective, it's, it's, it's really interesting because, for all the connection I feel to the the ultra orthodox community, I also feel a certain disconnect, and I, I can imagine that the people in this room feel similarly. That there there's a lot that binds us and a lot that that separates us in terms of how we understand and practice Judaism. And when I look at at some of the the, the pictures of the this huge masses of, of people, right, in their black hats and in, in their suits and almost becoming one body, right? Because I think that's by design that in, in the ultra-Orthodox community, there is this emphasis on on communi- community versus individual. And that's consistent throughout Judaism, of course, but I think it's specifically, it's, it's particularly um, uh, 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 there in the ultra-Orthodox community, just seeing this one mass. And uh, for all the ways in which it's, it's, we might be different, obviously we're all one Jewish people and one Jewish community. And so the, less, the, the, the learning that I, the, the big insight that I wanted to, to leave us with is what I also want to start us with, which is that if any one of us falls, we all fall, because that's the nature of any community and any, any collective, any people. So if I have... Uh, sharing capacities, which I think I do. I'm going to go ahead and share um, the source sheet. This is from Behar Bahupatai. And um, for those of us familiar with it, Behar, we get a lot of uh, discussion about the Jubilee, which we read just now. And then Bahupatai gives us um, blessing and curse, right? If you, if you follow the commandments, all of these blessings are in store for you. And if you swerve away from the commandments, here are the curses that are in store for you. And the curses are, are quite graphic. And even though that this, what I'm about to bring is in the context of a curse, for the sake of our learning and our discussion, I'm, I'm wanting to separate it from that context. Uh, I, I, I want us not to associate it with, with the curse in which God is explaining it in the Parsha. Um, but when, and because I think when you do that, um, the verse hits us in a, in a different way. Um, 
so the first verse we this is why i couldn't i couldn't um not bring it it just in reading it this week i couldn't help but associate it with the tragedy this is from vaikra verse 26:37 with no one pursuing they shall stumble over one another as before the sword and there's a very interesting commentary on it um so again it's in this because the context is curse in in this original in the torah the, this commentary by Rabbeinu Bachia is talking about um, stumbling as if in sin. Uh, so again, I want to remove that from what we're talking about here. I, obviously, that has nothing to do with the tragedy that happened, and that's not how I'm understanding it here. But I do think it says something about collective uh, responsibility, ownership, and connection for one another. So can somebody volunteer to read the Rabbeinu Bachia in English? Happy to call on the first hand, or if you unmute yourself, that works too. I'll read. Thank you. Thanks, Joanna. V'chashlu ish be'achiv, they will stumble over one another, etc. They will stumble each over the sins committed by the other. God tells Joshua that Israel has sinned. God did not tell him that an Israelite had sinned. The whole nation was held responsible for the sin of an individual. Someone who does not admonish the sinner has made himself his partner. This incident prompted the sages to comment that the use of the word not in El Ginat Haegos Yaradity, I went down to the nut grove in Song of Songs 611, describes that just as it is impossible to pluck one walnut without making the whole tree shake, so it is impossible for an individual to commit a sin without ripples of what he did affecting the entire Jewish people. Great. Thank you for reading. So, again, I want to remove it from the context of sin here because I think it applies across the board, right? I, that, that image really struck with me. It's why I made it the title, that uh, in, in plucking one nut from the tree, the whole, uh, uh, the whole tree shakes, the whole bundle falls, that there are ripples effects, uh, a ripple effect between amongst in the community. One person does something and it's felt throughout. So does anybody, does this resonate with anybody? Any initial reactions to this at all? Or if you want to respond to the question, um, how does this hold true in your experience or how does it not? That whether we're talking about the Jewish community or your family or whatever your close circle is, or maybe your extended circle, when, when somebody achieves or, or fails or, or, you know, has a success or a failure or anything at all. How, how are those, how is that ripple felt throughout? Um, Joanna, I see your hand up again. Is that to, to contribute? That'd be great. Um, so I'm thinking right away, first of all, of Yom Kippur, but tefillah in general, that, you know, Yom Kippur, we confess our sins in the plural as a community and not in the singular as I. Mm-hmm. And most of our tefillot are, in the plural collective, we come and we stand as a community. And just in general, that notion of like, while like you can fulfill your um, responsibility to pray as an individual by yourself, a, it's deemed better to do it in community. And there were certain things that can only be said in community. 
Mm -hmm. Beautiful. Thank you. Right. Our very liturgy is in the plural because it's expected that we're praying together. And even when we're not, it's still in the plural because you're, I guess, in a way you're, you're hoping that you are, you can pray together, and especially in COVID when in, in the times when we're not able to pray together, we long to pray together uh, because we are such a, we're by nature, we're a community. Um, thank you. Wonderful. I see another hand. Yes, please. Um, and I'm sorry, I don't have, I, I couldn't get there with mobility fast enough, but I was wondering whether the stumble word in the Hebrew was the same stumble word from the holiness code, the not place the stumbling block before the blind. That's a great question. And I don't know it off the top of my head. I wonder if anybody else does. Yes, Marshall, I see your hand. Well, in the holiness code, it's So you have the Chav Shin and the Lama there. And we here have the word Vichashlu. So it's the same show, Rush. Thank you. So um, and I want to make sure I say your name correctly. Is it Tabel? No, my religious name is Tybel, which is the Tybel. Yiddish. Thank you, Tybel. Um, so yeah, is there a connection there that, that you were hoping for? Just the interweaving of communal and individual. I mean, just, I'm losing track, but wasn't that last week's Parsha? Then we just have Kadoshim. It was doubled. We was that last week or two mm-hmm. weeks ago? Okay, last week? Kadoshim, yeah. I don't know, I'm, I'm not articulating it, but if one places, isn't careful about placing stumbling blocks before the blind, the blind, the rabbinic interpretation being metaphoric, that's that's what happens. Then the, the society stops working as it's mm-hmm. supposed to. Yeah, sure. No, absolutely. Right. The, that uh, if 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 our values aren't where they should be, the all of society could could stumble or crumble and collapse, right? If, if, if we're not careful not to put stumbling blocks before the blind, how easily there's a domino effect. And I, I know that all this is, again, it's, it's so raw and just throwing around terms like this, but I think it's important for this discussion that, that how fragile the fabric of community is that the tighter we are also the, the more our fates are wrapped up and bound in one another, that if one falls, we all fall. And there are obvious pros and cons to that. Any other thoughts and reflections on this before we move on to the next? I think in this COVID era, this is so true in terms of, um, you know, especially in the beginning when we were all trying to wrap our heads around the fact that wearing a mask wasn't so much about protecting Mm -hmm. myself, but about um, protecting others that I might come into contact with and you know so so the converse of that of you know the effect of quote-unquote the sin of not wearing a mask really did have implications upon others and otherwise not following you know practices for COVID-19 and the realization that you know it meant putting aside a lot of other mitzvot you know that value in our tradition that pikuach nefesh trumps all. Absolutely. Right. And, and so it goes beyond even just the tight, n- tightly knitness of the Jewish community, but really the global community, that we all breathe the same air, that, that how quickly a pandemic can spread from one end of the world to the other, because even beyond our Jewish community as a human species, we're just all so interconnected and interwoven. 
Um, okay, I want to move on to the next uh, uh, text. Can somebody volunteer to read this from, this is from Shavuot, this is tractate Shavuot from the uh, Talmud Bavli. Uh, and this is, this you've probably heard before. Um, if not, obviously no problem, but it's, it's, it's a pretty classic piece of text from our rabbinic literature. Anybody want to read in English? Yes, please. Sorry, I'm not seeing all of that's, the, that's okay. Great. And they shall stumble one upon another. They shall stumble spiritually, one due to the iniquity of another, which teaches that the entire Jewish people are considered guarantors for one another. Great. Thank you, Larry. So this is um, obviously a a fundamental value. And I think it's something that I take great pride in reading. And I know it's also harder. It's, It's easier said than done. So I'd love any reactions, responses to this. Is this something that is achievable? Is it something that's wonderful to strive for, but impossible to attain? What does it mean to truly be responsible one for another? Yes, please. Um, It's just uh, not what you asked for, sorry, but just an association, which is um, there's a time period in my life where for other people, I was writing a lot of life cycle documents, including um, covenantal cer- ceremonies for children of either yen- gender. This was enough decades ago, only two genders were being considered. But mm-hmm. there was a quotation that everybody loved, which is um, that the children were the guarantors. The next generation were the, I'm blocking on exactly what it was, but it's that the next generation were the guarantors of the Torah. Maybe it's not so popular anymore. And I just thought that was interesting because here it's just everybody guarantors for everybody else. And this was a generational thing. Oh, that's really interesting. The the door of a door concept there that you hopefully instill the values in the next generation that they will, that you can rest assured that they will be guarantors for, for the tradition, for the Torah, um, especially years later when, when we're no longer around and it's up to the next generation. Lovely. Anyone else? What does it mean to truly be responsible one for another? And you can also apply it to, to the specific situation that prompted all of this, that, you know, that there are certain things where when we look at the ultra-Orthodox community, I, I think there are so many ways in which I aspire to that level of devotion and joy. And for, for all these, th- that huge mass to, to congregate at Mount Moron for uh, Lagba Omer celebrations and festivities. It's a certain joy and ecstasy that I can only aspire to. And there are other ways in which, you know, I, I have chosen not to live an ultra-Orthodox life. And so there are these bridges and there are these walls that that bind us and separate us. And yet, in 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 moments where we might separate one from another, whether it's to to you know Jews to the right of us, Jews to the left of us, however you wherever you find yourself, what other ways in which I mean, do you agree with this notion that we are guarantors one for another, no matter our disagreements or agreements, that we're actually responsible for one another? We can't we can't just say, you know, chalk it up to differences. We're actually responsible one for another. And you can also apply it to the American landscape or to any other group. It doesn't have to just be the Jewish community. Yes. Taibo, please. Taibo. Um, you know, senior mind works slowly. <laughs> especially sleep, depri- sleep deprived. I actually think it's Shir Hashirim Rabbah mm-hmm. and that there was a series about 
who weren't good guarantors. Um, there was just a series. Definitely ancestors, maybe kings, may, or maybe prophets, I don't remember, but a series. And at the end, it's how about our children and God accepts the children's as the guarantors of the Torah. But I think it's Shir HaSharim Rabbah. Oh, great. Thank you for sharing. That's great. Allows us to go and reference that. Any final thoughts on this text before moving on to our final piece? Okay, great. So um, before we, we, we round this off, I just want to thank everyone again for jumping in with me on this vulnerable subject and one that we're still processing and coming to terms with. Um, so again, the, the reason I wanted to bring all this is just that idea that when one falls, we all fall. Even I was personally, you know, I had complicated feelings around this because certainly nothing but heartbreak and tragedy, but also this feeling of I, I so connect to these people and I also don't in significant ways. And I wanted, I didn't want to feel any disconnect. I wanted to feel only connection, but, but that's not always easy to access access, which is why I wanted to bring these sources, because I think through the Parsha, uh, I felt that deeper connection. Um, so can somebody please read this final poem? This is by Carly Wilson Baker. This was a poet in the um, uh, sort of turn of the century, uh, 20th century um, and 21st century. And I, I think it's very lovely. Could somebody volunteer to read? Great. Yes, please. Oh, God, you said, say we. But I shook my head, hid my hands tight behind my back, and said stubbornly, I. Again you said, say we, but I looked upon them, grimy and all awry, myself in those twisted shapes, ah, no. Distastefully I turned my head away, persisting, they. Again you behind my back and said stubbornly, I. Again you said, say we, but I looked upon them, grimy and all awry, Myself in those twisted shapes? Ah, no. Distastefully, I turned my head away, persisting, they. Again, you said, say we. And I, at last, richer by a horde of years, looked in their eyes and found the heavy word that bent my neck and bowed my head, like a shamed schoolchild that I mumbled low. We, oh God. Thank you. You have been listening to another in our series of podcasts from Temple Beth Am, a dynamic center for conservative Judaism in Los Angeles. If you enjoy these podcasts, we invite you to write a review on the Apple Podcast site or wherever you get your podcasts. For more information about Temple Beth Am Los Angeles, go to tbala.org.